Welcome, another short episode uh, on the weekend, uh, this time about Bill Mazeroski. It's Dr. James Beckett here, Sports Card Insights. What about Bill Mazeroski? Thanks to Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Beckett.com, ComC.com, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, and Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Thanks, sponsors. Bill Mazeroski, very quickly, uh, would be an excellent example of the dilemma I faced early in the early price guide days where there were common players and then something called semi-stars and something called stars and then superstars. And I don't know if there was a megastar, but, you know, Mickey Mantle would be at least a superstar uh, even back in the day. So in those days, when uh, in, in actually pre-price guide, there would be some reflection of relative value or trade value when you're going back and forth. Well, uh, when I was a kid, I think uh, Mazeroski was a, I, I live near Pittsburgh, so he was kind of a star there, but uh, nationally, probably a, a semi-star. Uh, on the other hand, when he got in the Hall of Fame, that kind of took him up to, uh, I don't think he could be a semi-star anymore by my definition if you're in the Hall of Fame, even though he's considered a weaker Hall of Famer, not one of the very top uh, Hall of Famers. He was, uh, you know, his, his, his rookie card is 57 tops. He's born in 1936, so he's 83 now, and I just noticed him. I mean, I, I've known about him because he was one of my guys when I was in, in grade school, but he was... Um, uh, selling uh, more, uh, probably the rest of his uh, collection of memorabilia and stuff. He's been gradually selling. He sold some stuff a number of years ago and then sold a bunch more stuff uh, apparently earlier this month. I didn't participate in that. It wasn't one of my auction sponsors, but I hope he got good prices for his uh, his stuff. It's uh, I probably will do and be doing some episodes on this that it's probably better to sell your stuff while you're alive where you, where you can explain and and, uh, and and enjoy seeing who who gets the stuff that was meaningful to you. I remember exactly where I was back in 1960. It was October 13th, 1960, a Thursday afternoon, coming back from school, and he hit the home run that uh, basically put him in the Hall of Fame. It helps to to be considered the best defensive second baseman of all time, but with a 260 batting average, he he wasn't he didn't get there on his bat, but he was uh, clearly a clutch hitter. Uh, if if clutch hitting actually is a thing, but uh, certainly when you come up big at the biggest moment, that's the epitome of uh, of clutch hitting. But uh, that that Thursday afternoon game, Game Seven of the '60 World Series against the Yankees, the series was considered a mismatch because the Yankees were a powerhouse, and the Yankees won a bunch of games big, and the Pirates won their games barely. And in Game Seven, it was back and forth, and Mazeroski hit the walk off home run that you've probably probably uh, probably seen. But I was just wondering, why was it such a mismatch? I mean, they had Mantle, uh, who was amazing. Uh, the Pirates had Clemente, who was also amazing, but not as recognized. But just looking at the lineups there, the Yankees had two Hall of Famers. The Pirates had two Hall of Famers. So it, it wasn't such a mismatch. The Pirates, uh, uh, they were my team in that day, and they certainly were overachievers in their in their World Series appearances in 60, 71, and 79. Seemed to, when they got there, they they knew how to win. As far as his cards... I really felt like, uh, you know, his 57 tops, uh, is his rookie card and it's not exciting. It's not hard to get. His 61 tops actually is a, is a, is a short printed card is considered that. And I, I, I would affirm that based on my experience. But back in the neighborhood in 61, after he did his home run the next spring, uh, there, there's not, he, he didn't all of a sudden become equal to Clemente or, or, uh, or a mantle or anything like that. He's got a really tough 57 cons issue, which I think would be a really cool quasi rookie, as well as uh, 56 and 57 team issues, which are the the larger format, uh, thinner 
thinner stock, uh, but those are very nice to have. Like I said, lifetime batting average of 260. He, he, there's some not controversy of how he got in the Hall of Fame, but he got in from the uh, the whatever the version of the Veterans Committee was, and and there was some uh, again there's some buzz about that. You either have a philosophy that the Hall of Fame ought to be really small, or the Hall of Fame can be bigger. If the Hall of Fame is really small, he's he's not going to be in it, and and a bunch of other guys aren't going to be in it. If the if the Hall of Fame is is if you have a concept of a big Hall of Fame, then then I believe he does uh, belong in it. And uh, uh, again, hats off to uh, a great player who gave me uh, certainly a great memory on that Thursday afternoon, walking back from school with school being over, and you know with my transistor radio to my ear. The amazing thing is that was a ten to nine game, and I'm walking. I know exactly where I was, and yet if you look, you go and Google it. The game took two hours and thirty six minutes for a nine-inning walk-off home run, but 10-9 to with a bunch of pitching changes. So Major League Baseball, I hope you can speed it up. I'd love to get all games to be under. uh, If if games were about two and a half hours or less, that would be terrific. So again, hope you're having a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday with another uh, full episode.